Hi friend, do you ever need to create marketing materials easily? Whether you need to make flyers or artwork for your blog, your podcast, or any number of different things, check out Canva. Go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva. That's C-A-N-V-A. I've been using the free version of Canva for many, many years, and I recently upgraded to the pro version, and it's awesome. So go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva to learn more. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittes, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is from Quora. What activity is easiest for you to enter flow state by Pablo Rizzo? Thank you, Pablo This is from Quora.com, and thank you for asking me this fabulous, flotastic question. What activity is easiest for you to enter flow state? Thanks, Pablo. So we are going to be broadcasting this on Roku TV. If you have not had a chance to download the free app on Roku, go to Find Your Flow TV and download it, and you can watch this episode and other episodes currently for free. So thank you for checking that out. This is Find Your Flow podcast.com. You can also check out the Finder Flow book series in Amazon as well as the TV show. So let's get into flow. And our question today is a great one. I'm going to talk more specifically about a flow state that I have been enjoying. But before I do, I want to set the tone And to set a good tone for getting into a flow state today while I'm going through this exercise, I've got a little ritual that helps me get into a flow state easily, effortlessly, flowingly. And that is first, I'm wearing some special clothes, a special outfit that signals to my mind that now is the time to get into a flow state. I'm setting aside this time out of my day. My family knows not to bother me. They're doing other things. I've got all this preparation to go and help me flow. So I've got a candle here. I'm going to use a special lighter and this lighter is one of my favorite lighters. So I just want to give you a close up of that. This one is another Sean Dietrich Zippo lighter, one of my favorites. So I'm using a special lighter. It feels good. The weight in my hand. I like the textures. I love the artwork. I love the sound it makes when I flip it open. I'm aware of each of these things and that gets my mind flowing. It's a simple thing, but it's also something that could be easily overlooked. If I wasn't aware of it, maybe I just grabbed something and maybe I didn't even have my candles ready or I just didn't think about it. Because I am thinking about it, it allows me to get into flow. It's simple. It's easy to do. It's generally pretty mindless. And so it allows me to get into a flow state by having this ritual. Every time I sit down to do this podcast, I sit down to do this TV show, I'm doing this ritual and that builds the flow for me each and every time I do it. It's actually creating neural pathways in my brain that allows energy flow, electricity to throw, to flow through those neural pathways and it feels amazing because the more I do it the easier it is for me to get into that flow state so here is my candle I'm going to light it now I'm setting the intention of being flowing and happy and awesome today for my family for you for our listeners on the show today and so we've got this candle I hope you can see that there and I'm going to set it right over here 
and hopefully I can keep it from going out. Yes, okay, so I've got my candle right here. And I'm also going to, so that's one sense, a couple senses actually. I've got the visual element of the candle and I'm gonna to try to put it in a place so that you can see it as well. If you're watching the show, I think right there should be good. And then I'm also going to bring in another element. I'm going to bring in my scent. So this right here, if you can see that, this is the Find Your Flow brand essential oil. This one is called Pick Me Up. And you can find this in the Find Your Flow shop. If you go to findyourflow.com forward slash shop, you'll see essential oils. <sighs> I love this one. This one's great. And I'm just going to put, last time I put it right on the candle, which was a mistake. So I'm not going to do that this time. I'm going to, well, I am, but I'm going to, I already lit the candle. That was the mistake I made last time. So I put a couple drops right in there. And you may have some kind of incense burner or essential oil burner, warmer, diffuser that you may use. So that's what I did. This show, this episode is brought to you by Find Your Flow brand essential oils. So thank you for that little plug right there. So now I am ready. I am flowing. I'm in the zone. I've got my special clothes on. I've got time set aside for this very special moment to share with you some mind flow, some body flow that I experience, and one of my favorite easiest ways for me to enter a flow state. So you'll see here the picture on the screen is chess. And I've talked about this before. I talk about it kind of a lot when people ask me about flow states because this is one of currently one of my favorite and easiest ways to get into a flow state. And I use an app called chess.com from the website chess.com. I love it for a number of reasons. I'm going to get into some of those today. And from a high level, even though I'm just talking about chess today primarily, this applies to the way that I approach getting into flow states in all areas of my life. That's one of the magical things for me about flow and flow states and the flow lifestyle is that there are similarities in flow states in all different ways. And as I said that, I looked at the clock and there was five minutes and 55 seconds on the clock that I've been doing this. That's a little synchronicity. That's a little flow. That's a coincidence. I'm acknowledging. I'm sharing that with you because it's magical. It's It tells me I'm in the zone. It's an affirmation. I am thankful for it. I'm aware of it. And because I'm aware of it and I acknowledged it and I shared it with you, it's magical for both of us because you, if you understand the significance of coincidence and you believe in that, then it happens more often. And if we're aware of it, where energy goes, attention flows. And that's how we create, co-create the magic in our lives. So I'm going to talk about chess quite a bit today and to draw in different parallels to other flow activities that I experience. And the reason, one of the reasons that chess is so easy for me to get into a flow state is because it's something I can take with me on my phone. So I have it on my phone. It's an app. It's a free app. And it's really something that I've been playing for, I'm not sure how many years now, but it's a great app because again, it's free. And you can play at all different levels. And for flow, getting into flow states, I like to be able to have things where I can play it for years and years and years, really ideally my entire life. I've had activities in my life that 
for whatever reason over the years I had to stop doing. Um, skiing, snowboarding. I could keep, I could go back and do those things. And at some point I may, but for me, snowboarding was something that I could definitely get into flow states doing. However, I also have certain aspects of myself and personality that made it kind of dangerous for me to snowboard because I would do things that were a little crazy and dangerous. And I've almost injured, seriously injured and or killed myself on more than one occasion. And so for me, it was something that I realized was a danger to myself and I had to stop. I chose to stop and chess is very safe. <laughs> chess is something I don't feel that I could hurt myself doing and I can get better for years and years. There's so much depth. There's so many different strategies and techniques and tactics and things to learn and challenges. It's something I could theoretically play for the rest of my life. It's not going to injure my body or my health. And so that's something for me that I look for when taking on a flow activity is how deep into it can I go? Is it something I can enjoy for a day? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's something maybe I'm just doing that day and that's perfectly okay. And there's other things such as chess, such as Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu that I can do ideally for the rest of my life and still get into deeper and deeper flow states, get more advanced over years. That's exciting for me personally. So I look forward to enjoying that journey. Am I going to be a black belt the first time I start jujitsu? No, absolutely not. It generally takes someone anywhere from 10 to 15 years to get a black belt. And so for me, that's exciting. Something I can work on and progress on over many years, over the course of my lifetime, is something that gives me flow just thinking about it and gives me perspective. So there's a lot of emphasis on flow states and the actual peak experience of a flow state. And that's great. I love those. And we're going to be talking more about that today. There's also for me, the experience of flow states as a lifestyle and being able to go back over the course of my life and review aspects of flow states I've had in the past, review peak flow experiences that I've had, and be in the moment of appreciating past flow states. Okay, so that's kind of an interesting concept if one thinks about it, right? If you were to imagine a time in your life where you've had a peak experience of flow, and you can think about it. You can almost kind of get yourself back into the flow now thinking about flow states you've experienced in the past. And in a sense, you could even look forward into flow experiences that you will have and start to imagine having them now and almost even start to experience more flow in the now. So that's kind of what I'm talking about here is using this longer view of your life and your experiences in the flow to experience more flow right now. So deeper into this chess aspect, you'll see here in this next image, I took a picture of myself by the fireplace. In this particular instance, I set up a whole atmosphere in our home where I can experience flow states. This is an environment that I've created. And you'll notice, as you saw in, in the video here, I've ex I set up a scene here, an environment here in my office where when I'm podcasting, where I'm doing filming for this TV show, 
that I have this background and I enjoy this background. This helps put me into a mental flow state, a spirit flow state right away because it feels very good to me. Having the candle going feels the, I feel the warmth. I feel the smell of the essential oil. I have the lighting in a nice way. And this allows me to experience flow here in this room while I'm working. And then when I'm relaxing and I'm getting into flow states playing chess or reading, I've got a nice environment there by the fireplace. And you can see I've got an ottoman for my feet. I've got some cozy chairs set up there. And the you'll notice also next uh, to the left of my feet, down there is actually a music stereo player. So we have electronic devices, smart devices, where my wife, for instance, loves to just tell the smart device to play songs a certain channel or music from a certain artist and that's cool and I love technology and it's great for me I also love the nostalgic feeling of putting on a CD and you'll see there that I have collections of CDs and I enjoy having the feeling of turning on the stereo system it makes a special sound when I turn it on and I hear the tubes turning on the electricity flowing through the device and to the wires and the subwoofer kicking on. I enjoy all of those aspects of it and it helps me to enjoy the experience of getting the music ready to play in the background. I'm setting a tone, I'm setting an ambiance. These are all things that put me into a flow state. They tell me, okay, I'm setting down and I've got such and such amount of time. I can sit down and just enjoy the flow of life, enjoy the passing of time and enjoy the, the log burning in the fire. Enjoy this CD, which is an hour-long CD of some of my favorite music. I have these things that allow me to experience the passing of time in a flow state, and I enjoy that. I'm appreciative of those things. You'll see I've got my shoes off. I've kicked up my feet. I'm sitting in one of my favorite chairs. All these things add to the flow experience for me. And then this is getting deeper into, again, chess. That's the big one I'm talking about today. This is one of the easiest ways I get into flow states. And what happens is if I'm just playing chess, I can play, I like to play one minute games, bullet games they're called. I've been calling them blitz. I think I'm wrong about that. I think they're bullet games. And what is interesting for me about flow states and the way that many people talk about them and ask about them is that we're often again looking for kind of that peak flow experience and that's important and that's awesome and it feels amazing and I personally love it and it changes over time. There's We can't always, in my experience, always be at that peak level because we also can't live in this imaginary world where we're disconnected from this reality. It's kind of irresponsible for most of us. Uh, we have to come back. We have to communicate with people in this 3D reality and do work or pay bills or taxes or do our homework or feed the dog, responsibilities. And we can get at a certain level. I do believe that we can live our whole life perfectly flowing in that. It's just a matter of scale and a matter of there, even with that, there are levels or peaks and valleys. Okay, our biology 
we have a heart rate, we have a breathing rate, and these things go up and down throughout the day. There's times where we're sleeping throughout the day. There's times where our body needs to rest and recover. We can't just eat all the day, even though we may want to. It's not healthy. Our body needs time to digest the food. And so we may need to take a break from eating. And that can be a flow experience. Fasting, intermittent fasting, something I've discovered in recent years that I've found to be super healthy and important for me and my body and that I, I highly recommend to many people is, is learning more about that. And there's even, I even created content in the Find Your Flow shop as a result, intermittent fasting. There's a program in there now because that's something that I found for me to get into flow more often. And, and I used to have digestive issues most of my life. I had horrible digestive issues. And that was because I wasn't understanding the flow of my digestion. And I would eat things that did not cooperate with the natural flow of my body. I was out of touch with that element of myself. And so over the years, as I've learned to get in tune with that flow, then I've learned how to eat in a way that supports the natural flow of my body and my digestive system. Sounds like a tangent, right? Again, this is part of, for me, it's all connected. I'm talking about chess. I'm talking about life. I'm talking about eating. I'm talking about sitting by the fire. All these things for me are very related and flowing. So if I'm playing chess and I'm playing the same way that I know how to play, I'm going to be able to get into a flow state and I'll only get so good. I can get to, let's say I score for easy math, a thousand. That's my score. If I was playing video games, let's say I scored a thousand. And let's say I was playing soccer and, you know, against the same team, I just kept getting the same score. If I, I can get into a flow state doing that, but at a certain time, if I'm just doing the same thing over and over, it's probably going to get boring. Okay. And it will have lost the challenge and I'll probably move on to the next thing. So one of the things I love about chess and jujitsu and so many things that I love to do for flow states is that there is an opportunity to get better. Okay, I want to score. I want to get to 1,050 points. That's my next goal. So now I've set a goal. I've set an intention for myself to increase the level of challenge for myself. I'm goal-oriented. This is another really important concept for flow. Being goal-oriented can really enhance flow. So how do I get up to that next level? How do I get there? Am I just, by playing more games, am I going to get better? Kind of, but only to an extent. If I'm not learning new things about the game, new strategies, new techniques, new tactics, then I'm probably not going to get that much better. And that's where I find a lot of people get frustrated or hung up with things that they're trying to get good at is in not taking the time to sharpen the saw. Sharpen the saw is a term that I learned from a self-help type of program. I believe it's seven habits of successful people, highly successful people. Stephen Covey, I believe is the, uh, the publisher on that. And it is something that is really important. Sharpening the saw means there's a there's a another quote or a story about I think uh, I want to say Abraham Lincoln, but I don't quote me on that. That said, if I had four hours to chop down a tree, I would spend three hours sharpening the saw. 
And that doesn't mean sharpening the saw for three hours straight and then going to chop the tree. That's not going to work. It means sharpening the saw, let's say five minutes, and then chopping wood for 10 minutes. And or, or sharpening the saw for 10 minutes and cutting the wood for five minutes. Whatever ratio that is. And then doing it again, sharpening the saw again. Because the, the saw is going to get dull by using it. But if you don't use it, then there's no need to have a sharp saw. So we have to do both. We have to take the time to actually sharpen the saw and then to actually apply it to the tree, to chop that wood, right? Chop wood, carry carry water. There's a Buddhist saying, I believe, where it's, what does one do before enlightenment? Chop wood, carry water, do chores, right? We have to do chores in our daily life. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water, the same chores, but we're enlightened now. Well, shouldn't we be on a mountain somewhere meditating if we're enlightened? No. Buddhist monks can do that because that's what they do. That's their thing. But for most of us, that's not our thing. And I believe from my perspective, in my opinion, that that's a big misconception about what is enlightenment. And I believe that we are all capable of that. And we don't need to spend hours a day meditating. And for me, flow states is a form of enlightenment. It's a form of getting into flow with the natural harmony of the universe of the highest and best versions of ourself, even with God, if you believe in God, it is a way to harmonize and be enlightened of our daily problems, to give them up to something else, at least for a focused amount of time. And for me, there are moments where chess can be that. And so how do I get there? Well, once I've hit that plateau, I need to start learning some new things. So this is a video from YouTube I found. This is, I want to learn how to play better from the black side, okay? There's white pieces, there's black pieces. And it's a little bit different depending on whether you're playing the white or playing the black. And I don't know any openings playing in black. So my next little piece that I'm gonna focus on to get into flow states, to keep the game fun and to keep myself growing is learning openings for black. Now I could start to learn a bunch of different ones, but it's going to be very challenging for me to memorize all of that. It's going to be challenging for me to get the reps in, to get the muscle memory, which is something I talked about in the last episode. So in order to get into flow states, while I'm ratcheting up my level of overall flow states and skill in this particular game, I'm focusing just on one opening. I'm going to learn one system. I'm going to watch all the videos I can about this one particular opening so I see it from a bunch of different angles. And for me to get into good mind flow, this is part of my strategy. This is part of something I do, whether it's jujitsu, whether it's chess, whether it is getting doing bodybuilding, whatever it is, I'm going to see it from a bunch of different angles so that I can see the patterns. I can see the similarities. I can allow my unconscious mind to make connections for me, even beyond what my conscious mind is currently capable of understanding. So this is a high level concept. It applies to everything as far as I'm concerned for getting into flow and getting good at something. So this is one particular study that I've been doing. I watched this video on YouTube. And another thing that I do whenever I'm trying to get into flow with higher and higher levels of flow within a particular game or work 
is I actually invest. I actually invest not just my time, which of course is everything, right? I invest my mindset, my focus, which is also everything. And I even sometimes invest my money. Okay, you'll see here, this is a picture of me supporting chess.com, which is important to me because I get so much out of it. I feel so much value and love for chess.com. I've used it for years. Like I said, I just use the free version. And then I realized, gosh, you know what? This is something I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I love this game. It's fun. I can't hurt myself with it. <laughs> which again, for me is important. It's something where there are almost infinite levels that I could play and get better at over years to come. I could be starting here in 2022 and in 10 years, I could hopefully be a thousand points better with my score. That's the kind of goals that I like to set. Where can I be in five years? I could be 50 points higher. Where could I be in 10 years? A thousand points higher. I could be a grand. Could I be a grandmaster in chess before I die? That's a cool lifelong goal for me. How would I do that? Okay, well, let's break it down. Well, if I'm practicing and I'm learning and I can get to be, let's say I'm at a thousand and I think grandmaster is, let's say 2000, just for easy math, then that's a hundred points a year over the next 10 years. That'll be another thousand points. So if in every 10, if every year I can add 100 points to my score in 10 years, I will be a grandmaster at chess. Isn't that cool? Yes, that's cool. That's so exciting. That's something I can work for and enjoy doing. Okay, well, what do I do day to day to get into flow states while I'm working on this grand vision of life that I'm creating for myself? What is the flow that will get me there? What is the river if I had to put my canoe into one river and ride that river to being a grandmaster of chess, what would be that path? What would be the way to do it? Well, eventually, at some point, I realized I need a structure. I can't just be in the middle of the ocean being going whichever way the ocean wants to blow me. That's not going to get me to my destination. I have to have some kind of map to help me get there. And if I don't have to reinvent that map, if I can hire or buy a map that somebody else has created for me, it is well worth it. I'm looking for shortcuts. I'm looking for an expert to guide me into this unknown realm for me. So chess.com for me was well worth it to just invest in myself, in my own enjoyment of the flow states of playing this particular game. And if I wanted to learn to build websites, I would find a system where I could buy and build websites. Where I would not have to reinvent the wheel because there's a thousand different ways to do it. And not everybody is doing it the same way. And everybody is going to say, oh, this way is better, that way is better. And they're right. It's better for them. And that person over there says, oh, this, I use this platform. Great. And they're right for them. And so finding the mentor that speaks to you specifically is another really important thing, in my opinion. I look for, I have a unique style with jujitsu. Most people don't play the same kind of style or game that I do. So I sought out specific mentors that have a very similar body type to me that are very flexible because I'm more flexible than most people. And so I built a jujitsu game and strategy and tactics using and leveraging my flexibility because that's something most people don't see. It gives me a competitive advantage on the mats. And I had to learn a specific 
game from people who play that same game. And it's not for everyone. But once I found those people who play that kind of game, I started following them. I started watching their matches. I started watching their tutorials online on YouTube for free. And when I find specific people I really like, I buy their stuff. I buy their books. I buy their membership apps because that gives me that next level of flow that I can really get into as I progress. And so that's one of my secrets for getting into flow for life and creating a flowing lifestyle is finding those things that resonate with you, finding the people, the mentors, the experts that resonate with you, starting with their free stuff, right? Because, and you'll notice most experts kind of have this same kind of what we call a marketing funnel almost, or the same kind of progression. They have free stuff that they create, and then they've got their book, and then they've got maybe their membership site. Then they've got one-on-one, they've got small group coaching. Then they've got one-on-one mentorship. So as you progress deeper into that thing, as you get better, let's say you want to do kite surfing. This is another flow activity. I, I, I have not yet done it, but this is something on my five-year plan, and now it's about two years out. Actually, it's less than a year out, I would say, at this point, but five years ago, four years ago, I had this epiphany that I've always wanted to fly, but I'm not interested necessarily in flying planes. It's not quite what I wanted. I wanted something quiet where I could feel the breeze. I really wanted to be out at the desert and be able to jump off dunes, sand dunes, and just float off of sand dunes. That was the, the vision and the dream that I had, being out at the desert. And I wanted, at first I was thinking hang gliders and hang gliders are really cool. And I started researching online and I discovered this one website that said, if you're thinking you're just going to go buy a hang glider and jump off some cliffs and float, don't do that. (laughs) Whatever you do, don't do that. So I said, okay, I'm going to learn from this experienced person because that's absolutely what I, exactly what I would have done. And I, again, I'm the kind of person I've learned. I, I had to sell my motorcycle. I don't snowboard anymore. There are certain things that for my personality, I just am safer to myself to not do those things. So I figured I'm going to take this from an expert. I started doing more research and I realized what I really wanted to do. Oh my gosh, I could kite. I could find a big enough kite that the kite could actually float me. And so I started watching and learning more about kiting. And so I learned, well, gosh, you know, we were flying these little kites out at the, at the park with the kids and there's a next level kite. So I started learning about two string kites, power kites. And then we bought one. We invested our money in buying a power kite. And I'm watching all the free two things on YouTube about power kites. And I went down and found out, oh my gosh, in where we used to live in San Diego, there's actually a kiting store. There's a whole store where they just sell kites and power kites and big kites that you can go and do kiting with. Blew my mind. I had no idea that existed that there could be a whole store just for kites. And so we went down there and I met one of the owners and just learned a little bit about it. And so this is the progression for me that I experienced time and time again when I'm learning and getting into the flow of that thing, whatever that thing is. And now I've discovered now that we've moved, I've met some new people that get into kites. There's another kite place here in Texas. There's actually a, a few of them. And I had a great conversation with the owner of this one place, and he taught me all about the different kinds of wind. There's different kinds of wind. If it's a hot day versus if it's a cold day, there's thicker air, there's faster moving air, and you can use different kites for these. And 
I'm learning so much about kites and just the mind flow of, oh my gosh, who had any idea about this? I didn't know anything about this. And I've got some lessons once he, I got on his mailing list, right? I'm making these connections, social flow. These are other people who love kiting. And he could have talked to me probably all day about kiting because he loves it so much. And he gets flowing. And as soon as the weather is right, I'm going to get a text message that says, hey, let's go kiting. And I'm going to pay him and or his team to take me out and give me kiting lessons because they are experts. They are pros. They already are at that next level or multiple levels beyond where they can help me through that curve. I don't have to hurt myself or do crazy things or buy a bunch of useless gear I don't need because they are experts that can give me one-on-one. So instead of doing the small group, for them, I get to skip straight to the one-on-one lessons. I've already watched their free stuff online. So it's, again, that progression of moving from just being like the beginning level to being a little bit more advanced to have invested in the power kite. Now I know how to fly a power kite and then consuming more videos to learn even more about the specific paragliding. And, and there's different, there's paragliders, there's these other kind of kites and the different harnesses that one wears when doing these different things, kiteboarding on land. I could have a skateboard, which I love and do these things. So there's all these levels to it that you can hear how excited I'm getting just thinking about it. I'm already getting into flow, imagining these things. And we create first in our minds and then we create in the physical world. So again, having these things that we can get into and understand and think about that concept, the imagination, the power of our imagination, imagining ourselves getting into flow states, imagining ourselves doing that favorite thing we like to do, imagine us flowing through the game. And it, these things create real flow. And by practicing, there's a book, great book called Psycho-Cybernetics. And part of that book is talking about the power of imagining things. And the brain can't tell whether we're doing it in real life or whether we're just imagining it. And there was this guy who was in jail and he knew this course for this golf course. And he imagined every day that he was playing that golf course. And when he got out of jail, he played on that golf course and his score was way better than it was before because he imagined the whole course and he imagined playing a perfect game. So he had created it first in his imagination and then went out and actually did it. And that's the power of the mind flow aspect of all this is giving yourself positive mental images practicing it over in your mind the way you want it to go, imagining it playing out perfectly, and then actually flowing through it in the physical reality. So that's a great and powerful concept. I hope you can appreciate that. And again, here you'll see in this image that I leveled up. Now I can do three lessons per week. I can do 25 puzzles per day in chess. I got to unlock all the bots so I get to play computer instead of just playing in the against other live people where, yeah, I can get into flow states for a couple minutes at a time and it's great and enjoyable. But for that longer term flow, if I want to get to the next level, I have to do something different. I have to learn new things and investing in an app like this allows me to do that. Now you'll see here this image is from a game where I was actually playing bullet chess and I got I ended up being in a tournament by accident somehow and you'll see there that there's a number 1 on the screen it says stone league 45 and I just beat this person and it bumped me up into the number one position. Now I didn't play through the whole tournament and hang out to actually win a trophy or anything, but 
I had spent, I had ended up in these tournaments before and the highest I got was fourth place. And I was very proud of myself because I had never done a chess tournament. I had no intention of doing chess tournaments, but now I see how fun it is and that I actually can. There was this belief for myself, a limiting belief that I could never do well in a tournament. Why should I bother? I'm not a competitive person by nature. It didn't really appeal to me. And yet once I got into the tournament, I started seeing myself move up the ranking. I started at rank like 40 and then went up to 30 and then 20. And then it's like top 10. Oh my gosh, I made the top 10. What the heck? This is amazing. And then it motivated me, right? I could see my progress in a shorter period of time. Yeah, I want to be grandmaster in 10 years, but today I moved from 40 to 30. Well, now my my flow is accelerating, right? Time is a big part of getting into flow states, having something that we can track and measure and see our progress, get that bio, that feedback going is really a big part of getting into flow. And so as I started seeing like, oh my gosh, I'm getting a little better. Well, then what I do, I, I wanted to get even better. So I took a, a break because that was good. That was great. Uh, this was before I hit the, the number one spot. I was, you know, get, I broke the top 10 into the top 10. I was so excited. Oh my gosh, this is cool. And how do I get to the number? Wouldn't it be cool if I got number one? How could I get to number one? Well, I'm going to have to learn some new things. So on the side of the app here, you'll see there's, I could play, which is again, it's going to get me into a flow state right away. It's fun. It's addicting, but I can only get move so far with that. So then I look at puzzles. Well, puzzles are great because now I can get into a specific piece of the game and I can get really good at that. I can get those reps in. I can build the muscle memory for that specific tactic or for that specific challenge that I'm facing when I'm playing games. You'll also notice that there's lessons. So lessons, these are already created for me as part of what I invested in with the app. It gives me specific lessons and trainings. So am I in a flow state when I'm learning? Yes, I am. I'm getting new information. I'm being challenged with my mind and I can get into mind flow, learning this piece of the game that will also then help me get into a bigger flow when I go back into the game. This is something that I feel is a really important concept with flow is being able to access different levels of flow that feed into the bigger river flow. Right. This is maybe a little stream that I'm taking to pick up momentum and then I'm going to come back into the main flow of it. Here is the computers. So before I invested in the app, I was only able to play the beginner stages of the computer. And again, when I'm playing against real people, it's really fun. I get into that flow. It's fast. It's furious. It's flowing. But I only but I peaked. I, I plateaued. OK, now with the computer after i've watched some videos and i want to test out my new opening well i can go and play a computer which is going to be more consistent it's going to be more repetitive and it allows me to really start to get those reps in and and think at a slower level and it's not the same fast and furious flow that i was experiencing when i'm playing the chess games but it's uh, giving me a flow that is kind of what i might call the grind Okay, so if you've ever heard of like hustle and flow, this is kind of the hustle for me is the learning and then the applying and the failing, right? The failing and the failing and then the trying again and the learning some more and chipping away at it. You'll see right here, I've got this guy selected Pablo, 1600 is his score. I still have not beat this guy. I've been trying to beat this guy for weeks, if not months at this point. And 
he's very difficult for me. I haven't cracked the code of beating this bot. And so it's inspired. It's frustrating for me. I don't always get into a flow state with it because I'm not there yet. I can't just flow and beat this guy. It's very, it takes a lot of conscious effort. It takes a lot of challenge for me. And so I, I come back to it. I take a break. I take a break because if I just keep playing against him, I will get frustrated. And I'm not the kind of person to throw my phone, but one of my friends, Jake, he, when he would play chess.com, the chess app and get frustrated, he would throw his phone sometimes because he'd get so frustrated. So I, I can appreciate that level of frustration. I can appreciate it because it, it can be that frustrating. And so for me, I take a break and I go and do something else. That's the flow for me. I, I just work around it. Okay, well, I can't beat this guy today. I'm going to come back when I've got some new tools in my tool belt to, to attack him with. I'm going to go and study up on my black openings. I'm going to go study up on my end game for the white, right? And that way I'm developing those skills. I'm going to still be in flow states, but it's over here now. It's over there now. And then once I've got those new flows, really I've got the muscle memory. I remember the openings. I remember the end games. I've got these new tactics that I can try out. I'm going to circle back. I'm going to come back to this guy, Pablo, and I'm going to try again. Can I beat him? And Pablo, I just, what a coincidence. Oh my gosh. The person who asked the question today's name is Pablo. Wow. What a coincidence. Isn't that amazing, friend? I had no idea that that was going to happen. That just happened. I just realized that. That's an aha moment. That's amazing. Isn't that a coincidence? Yes, that is an amazing flowing coincidence. Thank you, God. Thank you, flow, grand flow, as I like to sometimes call it. It's amazing. Okay? So I acknowledge it. It allows me to experience it more, become more aware of more coincidences. How magical is that? Okay. So that's kind of it. I'm not going to get stuck on trying to beat this guy if I don't have the tools or the capacity to beat him. He's just plain out better than me. So I need to go and flow and get some new skills to be able to beat him. And so what do I do? I go into the lessons and I start looking at lessons. Next lesson, using your queen. It's two minutes. It's two minutes. Can I invest two minutes of my focus? I know how long it is, right? So time, which is an important aspect of flow. It's going to teach me a new skill. It's not too too challenging for me where it's going to burn out my mind and I'm going to be like not getting it. It's at a level where I can easily understand the information. So that's flowing. It's fun. I'm learning a new skill. It's kind of, again, what I would call the grind of it maybe, or the hustle, because it's the part where I'm not flowing yet. I have to take a little bit of new stuff and use a little bit of my cognitive energy to access it. And so I would call this mind flow. And then once I've done it, once I've done the lesson, I've gone through the challenges that come with it. There's five challenges after I do the lesson, kind of like a quiz. And I can do those, and those are going to use a little conscious energy. And then I'm going to go into a game, and I'm going to try to apply those. I'm going to consciously try to apply those. And if I play the game over and over, and I'm using that specific strategy over and over, eventually it will become automatic. I can do it even without thinking, and now I'm flowing. So I hustled, I grinded, and now I'm flowing. Okay, and that's the pattern. That's the this overall strategy. Now here's the kind of the last thing we're going to start to wrap up with is tracking and stats, analytics. This particular app does it for me, which makes it very fun and easy and flowing for me to just go and check and see my overall ratings, how they changed over day by day, over a week, over a month, over a year, over the lifetime that I've been doing this. And you'll see here, I've got stats since 2017. It's now 2020. So that's five years or so, almost five years of stats. I can look at my progress and you'll see for years, from 2017 all the way to 2020 almost, 
I, I was plateaued. I wasn't learning anything. I wasn't doing anything to get better. I had not yet invested in the, the paid version. I was just playing games and I did not get any better. I had fun. I got into flow states, but I, how was I improving to that next level? Once I started taking it seriously, once I started placing goals for myself, I started to learn some new openings. I started to learn some theory. I started to put that theory and those tactics and, and openings into action. And you'll see in May 2020, I started getting better. And then in March of 2021, I started peaking. And I've had some ups and downs. But that's when the downs are is probably when I'm trying something new. I'm not familiar with it. And this can be incredibly frustrating to go down, right? And this happens to professionals sometimes too, where they change something or something just all of a sudden isn't working anymore and the performance level goes down. And this happens in business where it's like, oh my gosh, sales are taking a dive. What happened? What changed? And the make it, maybe the market shifted. Maybe we tried some new marketing and it's not working. So there's all sorts of, or we lost that salesperson and that salesperson's having a slump and some they can't figure out, oh my gosh, I used to be a top producer and now I can't seem to get a sale. Well, this, this happens in life. And then what happens? You'll see I had that big peak or that big drop where I went back down to my low score and then boom, going into 2022, it started going back up. So I started getting all the things started flowing again. It started connecting and hitting that next level. So then you'll see in the puzzles, I had this goal of getting to 1600 with the puzzles. And you can see for years from 2017, all the way till March until when I really started taking the puzzles seriously, I wasn't really doing them consistent. I would do them here or there, but then I started tracking the puzzles. I started doing, I think five to 10 a day. And I started doing that pretty consistent. You can see how quickly my score jumped up, how quickly I improved just by being conscious of it and by making it a consistent pattern. Okay, it's 10 o'clock and I've got a break at work. So I'm going to go and do five puzzles in chess. And boom, before I knew it, I was flowing at a very high level with the with those puzzles or at least a, a better level than where I had been. And I almost hit my goal of breaking 1600. I started hitting, solving a few 1600 puzzles. So, or close to it. So very exciting to be able to track and analyze and hold ourselves accountable for flow. It's a really big concept. All right. So thank you so much for listening to this episode, for reading the books, for watching Find Your Flow TV and sharing it with friends. If you know people who you think would also like to be more flowing in their lives, then please share it. I really appreciate it. And until next time, my friend, be flowing. Well, thanks for listening, friend. By the way, do you have a story that you would like to share with other flowers? Maybe you'd like to put it in a book. Well, go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club and learn how you can publish your own book or become a published author in the Find Your Flow book series. Simply go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club, all one word, and be sure to join the free Facebook group while you're at it. Thanks, friend. And until next time, be flowing.